Daily Drive is brought to you by Reynolds & Reynolds, the industry leader in automotive technology. Find out what Reynolds is up to in the digital retailing space by visiting reyrey.com slash retail anywhere. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash retail anywhere. Hi, everyone. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. I'm Steve Smith with Automotive News, and this is Daily Drive for Monday, September 27th. I live in a small village of about a 1,000 people in southern Illinois. About 40 miles from St. Louis, the area is anchored by Edwardsville, Illinois, a community of 25,000 and home to Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville. Outside of stints in Germany and the Philippines as a military kid and 13 years in Michigan, I've lived here nearly all my life. But ask me where to find an EV charging station in Edwardsville, and I would be hard-pressed to find one. Turns out, there are two charge point stations in Edwardsville, one on campus and one behind the library, which I was able to learn using the company's website. According to Bill Lowenthal, Senior Vice President of Product at ChargePoint, that's the type of experience that is going to help consumers overcome hesitation with buying EVs and educate them on how convenient charging can be. ChargePoint is among those helping build and install the charging infrastructure needed in the United States to power a growing portfolio of EVs on the road today and planned for rollout over the next decade. The company is building charging stations for both commercial and residential use and is partnering with a number of OEMs as well as Amazon Alexa, Android Auto, and Apple CarPlay to create a seamless app-based experience that allows consumers to, among other things, locate, reserve, and pay for charging. The company is also working with gas stations, convenience stores, and other retailers, like grocery stores, to install chargers, which Lowenthal says not only creates consumer convenience, but also opens the door to new revenue streams and potential business models for those retailers. It's all part of the need, says Lowenthal, to serve consumers and also educate the public that charging at the library, at school, at home, or at the grocery store, coupled with the seamless app-based user experience like the one ChargePoint has created, can be more convenient than filling up at the pump. What else is ChargePoint doing to help usher in a future of electrified transportation? How important is the charging experience to how consumers feel about the brand EV they drive? And will charging infrastructure that's needed in the United States be installed and be ready by 2030? We've reached ChargePoint Senior Vice President of Product, Bill Lowenthal, in the Bay Area. Bill, thanks so much for joining me today on the Daily Drive podcast. How are you? Wonderful. Delighted to be here. Thanks for having us. Delighted to have you on the show. Very interesting topic today. Electric vehicles and charging continues to be of interest to our listeners and our readers. I want to talk a little bit as throughout today's conversation around what ChargePoint is doing, particularly with some of the OEMs. But why don't we start with a bit of a level-setting conversation? And that is, how important are strategic partnerships and integration with OEMs uh, and charge point providers in terms of scaling electrified transportation and frankly, winning consumers over to EVs? Uh, tremendously important. And so, you know, as consumers make this shift, which is critical uh, to the climate, to uh, the auto industry, to, uh, to air quality, what have you, um, they need to have confidence that they, an EV will fit in their life. And, 
there are a lot of misconceptions actually about what it's like to drive an EV vehicle versus what they're familiar with already. Uh, and so we should talk about that today uh, to make sure that your listeners are are, are briefed on that. But um, ChargePoint has been uh, very close to the auto industry to ensure that their EV drivers, who are also ChargePoint EV drivers, are provisioned in such a way they can charge everywhere. And um, and oftentimes what the automakers are thinking through is, gee, I want to make sure that, you know, I can solve for range anxiety and give access, and uh, it's it's a seamless transition when the car drives off the lot. What ChargePoint provides is a uh, a platform that aggregates all the various uh, ports on the ChargePoint network, so that a driver can seamlessly find, use, and pay for those chargers for that charging session, and that comes to consumers in a free mobile application. But we've extended that into the dashboard for the automotive experience. So we're integrated into Apple CarPlay, Android Auto. So there, if the vehicle's equipped with those capabilities and the driver has one of those corresponding operating systems on their mobile phone, the ChargePoint experience appears on their dashboard, which is super helpful. But we've gone further with certain auto manufacturers. In the case of Volvo and Polestar, they're running their platform on Android Automotive Embedded OS, and our application is embedded into the vehicle. And we've done some unique integrations uh, to support their experience and some promotions that ensure that drivers have a great experience, whether they want their charge at home, en route, what have you. And so ChargePoint is the backbone of what does that. Uh, we have a deep relationship also with Mercedes. And in their upcoming EQ launches, um, we're we're the system behind the Mercedes me charge experience. And so what we're providing there is access throughout Canada and the United States to the, to the various charging networks, not just the charge point ones. This is super important. Um, so that with the credentials that are established in both the Volvo Polestar cases, as well as in the case here with Mercedes me, the driver can seamlessly use charges that they encounter throughout their day. And, uh, and it's all transacted through the in-dash experience and the account and payment source that's set up with those auto manufacturers and ChargePoint on behalf of that driver. And then it's up to the auto manufacturer whether they want to provide some incentive dollars or whatever in terms of funding that driver's account and various promotions in the market of different types. So, so that's kind of the core. It's, it's strategically important so that they can announce in this vehicle, uh, and here is the charging platform you can access uh, to go along with your daily, daily driving. Uh, in the case of some of these uh, auto manufacturers, we also have partnerships with a home charging experience, which integrates the whole uh, session perspective into a single view for the driver, which they like, so they can see all the energy spent to fuel their vehicle. You mentioned misconceptions um, a few minutes ago. Can you talk about the role of charging in consumers' everyday lives, maybe the profile of how consumers charge, and I think, importantly, the role that public charging plays in delivering these these customer experiences that, that they're expecting? Yeah, no, this is a really, really important point. And if you haven't driven electric, um, it is a way different experience. And it's different if you love driving cars, and I do, it's exhilarating. Uh, but the charging and how you feel your vehicle is also so liberating. So I, I think people are expecting, oh, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to drive down the street 
and expect to see all these charging stations on corners like I have with gas stations and expect it to be this rapid experience. And that, that's, a, that's not really how it works. When you have an electric vehicle, um, what typically happens is you are onboarding uh, electrons, if you will, where the car is parked. It's typically parked at home and at work. And you're moving to really a top-off model, not a, not a fill-up model. And so as I go from, you know, I wake up in the morning and I have, I have the luxury of having a home charger, my car is fully charged. It's liberating. I don't have to stop on my way, way to work to fuel. And when I get to work, and I happen to work at a place that has charging, but you'll see this uh, really uh, pervasively across workplaces, really recognizing they need to provide charging for their employees to make this transition. And it meets their sustainability goals. And, um, and so I'm charging at work and replacing the electrons I use to get there. So I'm always, it's like my cell phone. I'm always in a top up model. And, and that is 80% of the electrons used to, to drive around, uh, my daily commutes. And so, so oftentimes it's semi-public charging or it's home charging that is core to the driver's experience. We have a big, um, activities and uh, profile with multifamily properties, which were a majority of Americans and other uh, citizens of other uh, uh, countries, you know, dominantly will live in the in the coming decades. And so, so solving the at-home and multifamily charging is a key piece of making this transition. And it goes with that liberation of, I wake up and I have a full battery, if you will. And then again, topping off where I go in my daily day. And so, Workplace is a dominant place that people charge. When it comes to public charging, what we're seeing there is um, we're, we're seeing retailers, hospitality, dining, my gym, movie theaters, places where there's some dwell time that's advantaged to the retailer, where they want to attract consumers to spend more share of time or wallet in that establishment. And so you see a lot of those folks um, offer free charging or offer a special privilege with a loyalty integration. If I work shop at some big box retailer and I'm a member of their loyalty card, maybe I get a free hour of charging. And what ChargePoint does with those retail partners is we actually have sign up flows that connect your credentials for your uh, loyalty program to your charging profile to give you these benefits. And what they want is you know, you to spend another, you know, 20 minutes in their store because you're topping up your vehicle in exchange, they're giving you free electrons or discounted electrons because they know there's more margin in the stuff that they're you're putting in your shopping cart. And so, so there's a lot of, I think, misconceptions of where the fuel is onboarded and how uh, the relative importance in the whole pie of, of where your electrons come from, of the role of public, um, in your given day. And uh, I think the other thing that's kind of interesting is um, people kind of wonder where are the charging stations? Because they're used to using their eyes to look at street corners to see where the fueling stations are. And this is why the ChargePoint mobile application, it's free in all the app stores. You can go to our website, chargepoint.com to see where they see the pins on the map, if you will. But this is also why that in-dash integration we spoke about with um, uh, in the vehicle itself is so helpful to drivers because there's hundreds of thousands of charging stations. 
but but they're not on street corners. They're at your favorite library. They're at your shopping shopping mall. They're mm-hmm. at your supermarket. They're at your gym. They're at your theater. They're at the cleaners. They're at your workplace. And and so, but they're in parking lots because parking and charging go hand in hand. And and so I think that is one of the big misconceptions of people naturally expect that it's going to be like the old thing, but it's actually better than the old thing because uh, I, we're using uh, real estate very uh, collaboratively with parking, which makes it more efficient from a footprint standpoint. Mm-hmm. And we're doing it in such a part of your day that it's just seamless. It's like charging your cell phone. You don't really think about it. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I, you, to your point, I, I situation where consumers don't know what they don't know, not only in terms of vehicle performance, as though folks that haven't experienced that, that, but very, very true to your point is there's a lot of surprise, I think, on the horizon for consumers when they realize that charging can be more convenient. That being said, you mentioned cell phones. Mm -hmm. And when I look at the example you shared relative to plugging in your cell phone, Name a manufacturer, Apple, Samsung, whoever, they control that charging environment. That's different when you're talking about electric vehicles where you have the machine, but the in many instances, the charging experience is provided by a different provider. It's very much the gas station model that we have today. How do you navigate creating that harmonious customer experience that connects the experience in the vehicle with the experience at the charging station? Okay, super question, thank you. Um, so there's a couple different things to kind of uh, elaborate on here. Um, so what ChargePoint does for the driver and for the auto OEM to make this seamless, first of all, is we are uh, roaming and making sure that the credentials whether it's on the ChargePoint network or in the United States case on the EVgo network or Green Lots um, or in Canada, the Flow network. Um, regardless if you're a ChargePoint driver going to their network or you're a customer of their network coming to the ChargePoint network, that all works seamlessly. So you don't have to create special accounts on each network. So aggregating on all the networks to make it easy for the driver in uh, no cost differences because you're doing it through that kind of transaction model is, is kind of a, a core pillar of the experience that we're creating. Number two is um, there are standards in the industry and there's increasing more information exchanged between the charger and the vehicle that allows some great experiences for the driver in this context. And remember, the, the car, oftentimes you might be parking at an establishment shopping or dining indoors, and you want to know what's happening with your vehicle. And so that's where the, 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 the cell phone example is actually a really important one. The ChargePoint mobile application or the way that we've enabled the auto OEM's mobile application around your vehicle charging session is, is a real-time experience. So you're at dinner uh, and you may get notified that uh, your charging session is complete. Great, happy, wonderful. You may be uh, at work and you may be notified that you were in queue for a station, and now a station is available to you, and you know, you're up. Go move, go move your vehicle and start charging. And that's a capability ChargePoint brings, because we have united the mobile application, the cloud that governs this whole experience, and and the 
capabilities on the station itself into one seamless experience. Um, another example of that is you may not want to carry an RFID card around all the time or start something from the mobile app or in-dash. So in the charge points case, you can, we've actually put the RFID card in the Apple wallet on your, on your iPhone, and you can just tap that to the front of the station to unlock it. So those are some of the seamless orchestrations. And then what people really like is the ability to go in the mobile application and see my charging history and really how economical it is to charge an electric vehicle. It, it, is, it is a whole different situation than we're used to with our petrol vehicles. And then also for the economically minded, you know, they love the low maintenance profile on top of that. We'll be right back with more. As online experiences exploded this past year, it was clear dealers needed an approach that kept them in business for the long term. Chris Walsh, Casey Edwards, and Dave Bates, Top Reynolds executives, sat down to discuss today's digital retailing landscape. Here's an excerpt from that roundtable discussion. So what are dealers trying to do to get this fully online and online to in-store experience? I mean, that's a great question. And honestly, it's, a, it's kind of a hard one to answer because retailers are kind of defining and using digital retailing differently. You know, to some dealers, it's selling a car. To other, it's sales and F&I. And they, they tend to be approaching it in chunks versus, you know, kind of a holistic, holistic approach. And then you end up just focusing on one or two things when you need to focus on, you know, more of a big picture. Digital retailing is dealership operations, period. Reynolds' Retail Anywhere approach focuses on streamlining dealership operations and improving profitability. For more information about this big-picture, holistic approach, visit reyrey.com slash retailanywhere. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash retailanywhere. It seems like much more than a simple transaction, which we have today at the gas pump. Show up, you fill up, complete the transaction, and you move on. What's interesting to me, based on what you're describing and some of ChargePoint's capabilities, it seems that ChargePoint is working beyond the exercise of charging. You've got a payment application. You're creating this knowledge, this convenience for uh, consumers to know where charging stations are and their, their wait times, et cetera, et cetera. Is that the future of where charging is going? It's, it's beyond the simple function of charging? Uh, yeah. And so I think what's interesting here is people think that charging, I like to say, is a hardware problem. It's actually a software problem. And what ChargePoint provides, and maybe to, for your listeners to understand our business exactly, because it can be confusing when you look at this space. Mm-hmm. We are a technology company that makes chargers, makes the corresponding software that manages those chargers, and the driver experience side of that that goes in dash of our partner OEM vehicles, as well as the mobile app I described before. And what we do is we sell that solution to what we call site hosts. That could be the retailer, the multifamily uh, operator, the workplace, the uh, convenience store, um, and fleets as well. Fleets are, are, are electrifying, and it's a huge part of what we do. And so we're providing the system that manages this charging experience for both the host and the driver. And what's important about that system is it needs to relate to the ecosystem of the host. So maybe for retailers, it interacts with their loyalty program. For fleets, it interacts with their scheduling and their energy modeling costs. For drivers, it interacts with 
the other ecosystems in their life, we mentioned Apple and, and Google's Android platform, but also Alexa is part of our home charging ecosystem. And so it's very much in the fabric of your life. And why the software is important is it has to be an orchestrated experience. What the hosts are interested in, take a retailer as an example, or take a workplace. What our cloud platform provides is, the, is really what in technical terms is a policy engine. The host can, can, can describe, do they want their charging ports uh, publicly listed on the map? Do they want them available to the public uh, if they were just to approach the station, or do you need a special access code? Is there a different price for a public driver than there might be for someone associated to the institution? Universities are a great example. You've got students who might get a special price, faculty members, uh, vehicles that serve the university and the general public. And so we can orchestrate the different privileges based on the driver groups. There may be cases where during the day it's available to the public, but at night it's closed for only student and fleet vehicle charging. And so it's the software that's behind this that's making sure the utilization and the access is, is to the goals of the host. In this case, what's also important is ChargePoint does not own the chargers. ChargePoint is administrating the chargers on behalf of the policies established by the host. So ChargePoint does not set the prices, the host does. So the host decides if it's free or if they wanna charge the public on a per minute, per hour, per kilowatt basis. And that's that's really their business. It's, it has to align to their business goals. And different segments, you know, Fleet has a goal to charge their vehicles so they can, you know, conduct their core business. Um, multifamily and workplaces want to attract and retain talent and meet sustainability goals. And there could be compliance goals related to EV provisioning. Retailers and hospitality, as we mentioned, want to attract and retain consumers and monetize them through their core business and use charging as an amenity. Uh, we didn't talk too much about uh, fuel and convenience operators and you know how do I you know make that wonderful weekend trip to the lake, to the mountain, to the beach? Mm -hmm. And so corridor charging and our partnerships with fuel and convenience um, kind of operators is critically important. And there they want to make sure that as they've served with petrol drivers, they also want to provision EV uh, drivers and they're doing that actively. And again, kind of like in the retail example, they want to attract and retain those consumers and have them spend time in their convenience stores. And and uh, and the drivers want to have a nice experience when they're making that stop on a long road journey where they can eat, walk their dog, uh, let their kids out, whatever. Um, and so the goals of the site host are really important with respect to their business uh, objectives and how the driver experience intertwines in that is very specific to the kind of institution it is. And we are facilitating all of that in the background, largely through software, but with also great hardware that is robust, that's very flexible for different applications. We can monitor it in, in, in very deep ways that creates a, a consistent good experience for drivers. You talk about fuel retailers, and I, I think this offers them additional business opportunities as well as you describe, right? So if you're a loves, if you're a pilot, um, mm -hmm. uh, you and I are both from, from Illinois, and, and um, you know, the, the I-55 corridor between St. Louis and Chicago, right, there's, there's uh, more and more filling stations, if you will, convenience stores that have these massive electric uh, charging stations in, incorporated in them. 
What I think is interesting when I see those is these traditional gas stations creating these experiences that keep them in the store for half an hour, 45 Mm -hmm. minutes to allow that charging. And if I'm a retailer, I think I'm probably looking at that in a way that says this is an opportunity to innovate my business model, to keep people here to your point, et cetera, et cetera. But to that point, we're looking ahead to 2030, these pronouncements of vehicles coming out at scale. Do you think that experience, that infrastructure is going to be in place in the next nine years enough to satisfy forecasted consumer demand for electric vehicles? Yeah, because I don't think we're counting all the various places that people charge and they're not sitting at one place for 20 minutes to top off their battery as their main fueling model. Unless you're a fleet uh, that might do it for certain kind of profiles of fleets and not all fleets have to do that. Many fleets charge overnight like, you know, bus services and things like that. And unless you're in a uh, in a role where you're, you know, you're a, a tr- you're a solution for drive, you know, driving all day long. Those require specific environments to charge, but it's really a really small percentage of the overall vehicle profile. And so for many, many consumers, home charging is going to satisfy what they need or their workplace charging. And you don't need both. You really need just one. And there's a lot of different places that people uh, can charge and that's changing every day. Um, You know, we're going from what I would say was a very early market where people uh, who adopted EVs, they had to make their life fit around the car. Now there's enough charging that the vehicle just fits in their life. You know, you you drive into a major city and you can find parking environments, hotels, various places that you want to go that offers charging. Um, like I said, multifamily, workplaces, you know, increasingly that's the dominant place that people charge as well as your home charging. And there's great solutions out there and charge points enabling that for, you know, major auto OEMs and directly for consumers. And the way the vehicle comes into consu- to individuals' life is also changing. If you have a vehicle provisioned by your employer, they want you to go EV because it's related to their sustainability goals. And they also like the low maintenance and fueling cost profile versus what they're used to. And so they are also very active in ensuring those those employees have a home charging solution. And ChargePoint helps facilitate that uh, for them from install to actually uh, understanding what was spent from that employee's home energy uh, utility provider to fuel that vehicle and then we actually help track and uh, provide the ability to uh, reimburse that home employee um, with with the fueling charges for that that company's vehicle, uh, but also allowing that same employee as they travel throughout their day to use the charge point network and the bills paid for by the employer. So you're going to see the vehicle coming into people's lives in different ways, and that the composite infrastructure is there for their daily journey. Bill, thank you so much for your time today, joining me on the Daily Drive podcast. Appreciate you sharing your perspectives and sharing stories of what uh, ChargePoint is doing in the marketplace with OEMs and other businesses. Thank you very much. That's Daily Drive for Monday, September 27th. For breaking news, go to autonews.com. And to catch up on all of our episodes of Daily Drive, go to autonews.com forward slash Daily Drive. As always, thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow.